Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello. Welcome to this edition of Believe in Grizzlies. Today, I have young Harriet back. How you doing, young Harry? Uh, it seems like we got to take the Grizzlies fan off the cliff after the loss to uh, the <clears throat> the Washington Wizards on last night. Right, right. I'm I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me again. Uh, I say let them walk off the ledge. Let them walk. Let them walk. Let let them walk off the ledge. If if three games to start the season is enough for you to throw your hands up, then you ain't you ain't built to be here no way. And I listened to the spaces last night. I get some people argument or whatever. But that one dude just rubbed me the wrong way. You know who I'm talking about. The one okay. that don't the one that don't like Jaren. Always player, trying to, player to be named lately. Yeah. That he just don't like Jaren and all this and that. Then he comes home some he knew Marcus Smart smart when it's gonna be this and that. I'm like, bro, it's been three games. You can't evaluate Thompson. That's why Boston didn't want him. Marcus Smart, I mean, he's been getting steals and things of that nature. He's been, you know, playing pretty good, but he has to still, him and Derrick Rose has to get acclimated with the Grizzlies system they get get acclimated with the play calling things of that that nature marcus more have to use his hands because he was like well if i tell the player something whatever they don't know what the hell i'm talking about he was in boston his whole career they did things different and then like the other players um like bane and jaren and all the other rest of them that been with the grizzlies they're so used to having john moran or Tyus Jones with them. It's new to everybody. It's going to take time for chemistry. It's going to take time for people to learn each other and things of that nature. Why people can't see that? They want instant gratification because it's these people. They're out there together. I mean, everything hasn't been bad, per se. They, they All three were winnable games. And for me, I feel like it's good for them to go through this, these growing pains now instead of late in the season or in the playoffs. Because once they get it clicking, they're going to be hard to beat. Look how, they, that, look how they held up against Denver on Friday night. Look up. That's look ahead. Basi- I'm go sorry. Ahead. I go ahead. Uh, go ahead. That's, that's basically what I'm holding on to, like, this this team is not a finished product. I think you made an excellent point about Marcus Smart. Even though his play hasn't translated into winning, you can already see where he benefits the team. You know, mm-hmm. he plays he plays with a certain mentality. He plays with a certain knowledge because at one point during the during the game yesterday, it wasn't him. It wasn't Taylor Jenkins explaining the scheme. It was Marcus Smart in the huddle breaking down the scheme on the whiteboard. I saw this with my own two eyes. That type of that type of in-game situation 
that's invaluable. And it's going to pay dividends down the line. Desmond Bain is another one who has to adjust. Right. To being to being number one on the scouting report. It's one thing for you to be a sharpshooter next to an ultra-athletic, you know, do-everything, exciting point guard in Ja Morant. But it's another thing when, once you number one on the scouting report. Right. You know, and all the defenses are aimed to stop you and all the things that you do very well. And again, and again, and we just got through talking about this in spaces just very briefly. Jared is another one who has to, you know, adjust again. Exactly. Because, you know, up until a week prior to the season, he probably did think he was going to play next to uh, Stephen Adams. Adams. So he has, he has to adjust his mind state, and he has to become more aggressive. And before the season, we were talking about in spaces, well, who is this 25 games going to be a referendum on? And there were a lot of people talking about which player it was going to affect more. But to me, as I'm looking at this small sample size of these three games, I think it's more telling about Taylor Jenkins. And his ability to be able to teach the game in such a way that it actually translates to them stacking good habits that will ultimately lead to wins, in my opinion. And then it's just like, and then that's what I take with the turnover. The turnovers are large because everybody's getting acclimated with each other. Because I don't don't care. Jr. Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain, they not used to a line of with Jack LaRavia out there, you know what I'm saying? Playing this many minutes with him. They're not used to all this. And then I, I saw plenty of times like when um Jack LaRavia was supposed to have been rolled or something. They it was a he's supposed to have been in one spot. He goes to another spot and there was a turnover. So when they really learn these guys, learn how they play learn their habits and things of that nature, once it's clicked, it's going to be better. It's too early to go off the list. And then don't people know, them folks was tired. They are, even though they professional, they have to get out there and play. You know how many, how much energy, energy they expounded playing against the the defending champ, Denver Nuggets, who, the, who they could have beaten. They were tired. And then it's just like you know that they're not really good on back-to-backs, even when they have, you know, everybody. Sometimes they don't win back-to-backs. Sometimes teams are teams tired because, okay, they had to play they had to play Denver. Then they had to get on the plane. Then you don't get there until like 2 in the morning. That messes up your sleep and all this and that. I know they have, they have to get back used to doing that. And, of course, you're going to be sloppy. But it's no time to panic. No time to panic. Okay, I because like like I said, look look what happened last last year when Brandon Clark went down, Ja got suspended. Uh, I think Dylan um had got uh, suspended for one game because he picked up the technical or the sixteenth technical or whatever. And you remember when Ja first was out. I think they lost probably about one, two, or three games. I'm not sure right now. They had lost. They lost three games. They lost three games. Three games in a row. And then it's just something clicked. Then they start winning again. 
So it's I, I and I take it it's it's the same way. Everything is gonna click, and then I think they have a better chance of. They've had their chances of winning, but I think once right. things click, they're gonna be good. And then also, they plan without Luke Kennard and Salting Adama that can help them in some things that they're missing right now. And I think the best offense is when Derrick Rose is on the floor. That's what from my observation. Because oh, it's just oh. seeming like every time Derrick Rose on the floor, they make a comeback. And and I would agree with that because Derrick Rose is a more natural point guard. He his job since he's probably been able to pick up the basketball is to be able to get other people involved. A lot of this is going to be solved the more they play with each other. The more you figure out who can be trusted to do what and what's basketball situation the better it will be for for the entirety of the season like the goal is not for me as a fan the goal is to watch them play 98 mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. 82 plus 82 plus 16 however many it takes for them to get them 16 wins in the playoffs i i don't care about a team who hasn't played together mm-hmm. well i care but when I'm looking at the game, I'm looking at the small incremental improvements mm-hmm. of them of them playing together. What have each one of these players worked together, worked on in the summer? And is it going to be able to translate on the floor? The the chemistry is going to be fine, but you actually have to play together long enough in order for that to develop. You know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on going. Going back to saying it, Taylor Jenkins himself has to do a better job at putting his players in a position to succeed. That and that does include not putting Jaron on the perimeter and his first five shots being threes. Right. You know, run a play for him that's designed for him to go over that right shoulder so he can get to that left handed hook. Right. Run a play for Run a pin down for Bane so he can get to the mid-range. One of the things that I I'm glad to see, even in the losses, is that the hub of this team's offense seems to be in the mid-range. And if you go back, and if you go back to the playoffs, that's one of the things that they were missing. Teams they were missing, like Zaya Williams. Plays well out of the mid range. Derrick Rose plays well out of the mid range. Marcus Smart plays well out of the mid range. You know, those things are invaluable when you're talking about down the road and later on into the season. And I think because the Grizzlies have lost in the manner that they have lost, that people people are kind of caught up right now. And that's why I say everybody, you. This is the season where we are really going to have to do what Joel and B said. Trust the process. Trust the process. Other than that, you know, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you cuz you know, we could go on a five game winning streak and lose exactly. and lose five and we'll be right back in the same position. Right. Right back in the same position. You can go on a five game winning streak and then what 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 are people going to say then? I mean, we saw this last year. People just people they just gonna have to buy their buy time buy their time until Jog gets back. And who's to say that they're gonna be winning when Jog get back? 
it's just going to take time. And people need to realize it's an 82 game season for a reason. Look, look how, hope- look how the Lakers did last year. Um, they went, um, I think, was it, they, they, Two and seventeen, something like that. I can't remember the uh the right stat. They went that, and then look, they went to the Western Conference Finals. And I think I think a lot of the frustration. I know for one of my most favorite people on Twitter in space is Cover Bigo. Uh, I call him the Blue Man. Is if if you are an All Star, as Jerry Jackson is, if you are an almost All Star as Desmond Bain is trying to become. We need y'all to play together well, and we need y'all to play together well more consistently and being more aggressive and being able to be counted on in the clutch. And I think for a lot of fans, not being not being able to see that consistently, I think it's just adding to the frustration. But it's just like, but, like I said, it's going to take time. Still, it's going to take time. Is going to take time. They, they, you know, you, I like for me this season. I agree with it. I'm one of those fans. If, if I can see improvement, and I know that they weren't doing this last season. Like you can look at the Grizzlies' offense. People, people wanted to be this, this, mm-hmm. this, this newfangled thing that nobody's ever seen, but you can look at them in the half court and you can see that they're running better sets. You can see the market smart effect and hopefully when when John Morant comes back, you'll be able to see them playing well together. So Marcus Smart can shift to more of a natural shooting guard position and further take advantage of the skill set that you know has made him the player that he is. You hopefully you can see a more developed pick and roll game between Bain and Jaron that allows right. Jaron to pl- that allows Jaron to play out of the post because that pick and roll that they run at the top of the key that allows Jaron to float out to the three point line for that top of the key three that's mm-hmm. money. Now right. they need to move that down toward the baseline and hopefully you know with the gravity that John Morant brings. You know, hopefully he can. They can add that element again to their offense. Like, and I'm not one of them people that thinks that with the addition of John Moran, he's gonna fix everything again. Like you said, it's going to take time because the first 25 games is one thing, but 26 mm-hmm. through 82 is a whole nother story in itself. Right, and then it's just like when John Moran do come back. The other players have to keep playing good or better, even better when he comes back. Because it's just like, you know, what the thing is, when y'all come back, they go to the side. But they got to keep playing aggressive when he gets back. Because, you know, it's just like the the uh, get about a job, let him do what he do. Nah, everybody needs to work hard. It needs to be everybody. And the good thing about in these losses their fight they keep fighting I don't see them giving up whatever they keep fighting something if some a, a couple of things had went their way we'll be having a different conversation and that's just facts we'll be having a different conversation if a couple of things went their way and they could have won some games 
But it's just like to see them come back last night after being down like 25 and still had a chance to win the games, that's something they can build upon. They just got to put all those pieces together. And so let's go ahead. I I think they will. You made an excellent point. I think they will. And then let's get to this one about Junior. Why people sit up there Thompson? Because he's 300 pounds. He need to lose some weight and he ain't got no defense. Okay. Here's the thing. You see Junior out there running with everybody. He get in front of his man. He ain't get cooked like David Roddy and uh, what's McCullough got cooked uh, a lot of time yesterday. He tried to do his part. You know, he, he didn't, you know, shoot it, you know, very well. I don't know if he got any rebounds or not. But it's just like he ain't no worse than the rest of them. If you're talking about defense. Uh, yeah, I think I think Junior is just in a doghouse, period. Some some and there are a lot of things that us fans don't know because it's inside information. I don't know why he is in the doghouse. You know, uh I read the reports just like every other fan did. That, what what report? That he might have came into the uh training camp 300 pounds and they okay, were so happy that a, with it. What was that a like a joke or something that Chris Berman said on his show or something? I you know, I don't I don't know. I don't really listen to Chris Burn and I ain't gonna hold you because I think he's a fanboy. But um but this is me. No shot to Chris Vernon. Um but um to me, Junior doesn't fit what the Grizzlies wanna do. And it's just as simple as that. I don't care how how many times as a Grizzlies fan in the last three years that we have said from the outside looking in, that man right there should be playing over the other other player. But because certain players don't fit a certain system, they're not going to play. This junior is plenty of talented. Plenty talented enough to be playing. But for some reason, they don't want to play him. They but are, if he don't, if he don't fit the, if he don't fit the system, why did they sign him to a multi-year deal then? If he don't fit the system, I think that's just a cop out or whatever. Because he, he does fit the system, but it's just like they need to um, use him better when he is out there on the floor. Because and herein lies herein lies the problem with the Grizzlies. And moreover, I'm going I'm gonna stay on Taylor Jenkins' head. Because you can say that about Jerry. Mm-hmm. You can say that about Zaire. If you do not have the capability as a coach to look at your players and say, I have to put him in the best position to succeed within the function of the offense, what are you doing then? What are you doing other than trying to prove that you're right? And 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 that's my only issue. Like whatever the issue is with Junior, he's clear to me. He's clearly better than David Rodgers. He's clearly better than Jake LaRavia. He's better than all the four dudes that the Grizzlies drafted in twenty twenty two, and he should be getting playing time. But for some reason. 
because they want to be proven right, they are not playing. Because he's a better shooter than Jake LaRae already. And damn near a better shooter and ball handler, ball handler, excuse me, than David Roddy. And he but because he has been trained to play in the paint, he can handle double teams better than any big man that the Grizzlies have on their roster. But you mean to tell me you can't find a spot for him to play? Why? Because you have not figured out as a coaching staff how to best put him in a position to succeed without making yourself look like, oh, maybe y'all were right. We should have been playing him. But you were playing five minutes in a blowout. Well, it's crazy. He Junior only got one shot. He got an assist and he got some fouls. But here's the thing: it's just like hell. He was guarding his. He was guarding the men. His men better than some of the other people. He surely was. And you know what? He ended up with a better plus minus than Jake LaRavia. <laughs> Me and you ended up and with a better and, plus. And David Roddy, even though David Roddy had 14 points. But, I mean, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, me and you ended up with a better plus minus than uh, Jake LaRavia. And we didn't, we didn't even play, we didn't even play last night. Um, <laughs> we didn't play last night. <laughs> no, nah, we didn't play last night. Jake Laravia to me, he just he don't have because he's too mm -hmm. slow, you know. And I said this, and they got on my head about David Roddy. They got mm -hmm. on my they got on my head. David Roddy was the best player in a poor draft that the Grizzlies draft. David Roddy does look better than Jake Laravia. David Wright David does look better than Kennedy Chandler because he no longer here. David Wright does look better than Vince Williams Jr. because he doesn't get the opportunity. David Wright does look better than Jr. because he doesn't get an opportunity. But once you put David Wright up against actual NBA athletic NBA talent, what will happen happens every night. And don't give me the fact that he had 14 points last night. I don't want to hear it. He got them in, in he got them in uh trash time. If he if he would have hit some of them when it mattered, maybe the Grizzlies wouldn't have lost how they lost. But yeah, I okay, see. But but I'm gonna say that David Roddy was part of the group that made the comeback. He was part of that group, so I'm going to say that, I, but, but, and then I'm going to go ahead, but after you say what you're going to say, we're going to talk about another player that you don't like, but, you know, he's been doing good. <laughs> man, I, let me tell you something. I love it. Look, they know me. I'll say this. God say I got to love everybody. He didn't say nothing about me liking these jokes. <laughs> they, man, ooh. Oh. You, you know, you know, they sorry. You know, they sorry. What what about John Conshaw? John Conshaw, hey, that first game they miss him. They miss John Conshaw right. because he might not. John Conshaw, he might not do the things that you see on the stat board, on the stat sheets, but with his rebounding and you know his his knack for the game, he's sneaky. Because I was like, how did he get that rebound? 
how he deflected, how he do this and that and whatever. They really needed him. Like, I think they would have did better if they, uh, if he played in game one against uh, the Pelicans because he's just a sneaky player. And then it's just like, he, it might not show on the stat sheet, but with him out there, it's just better for him because he had nine rebounds yesterday. He was two and four. Um, he, he only had five points, but he just, you know, it just, he played well. Right. Him, I him agree. And, him, him and Junior had the same plus minus. I agree. I'm going to say this. John Conchar's activity is you can clearly see it being a difference mm-hmm. in when he when he plays versus when he is not out there. Right. Like, I uh, tell the Conchars, I do not want them messing with my phone anymore. When y'all listen to this podcast, I said one good thing about the joke. <laughs> I probably, probably not going to say anything else. But I will give him credit. His activity makes so much of a difference. And his ability to be able to stay in front of his man, unlike some other people on the team, mm-hmm. I think I think that's a major difference. Right. And he, he does deserve credit for that. He, he sure do. And then it's just like when he do something, because like that one game, was it last year or the year last year? when he just, like, had them 17 rebounds or whatever, it's just like, he just go out there, do his job, go on the bench. That's what he does. He don't want no accolades or whatever. He just want to go out there and do the best that he can to win. And and, and that's what you like about a player. But um, do you think – how would you think, you know, we had heard the report, you know, Last night when we were in spaces, I was listening. Groups of spaces, I was listening that Bismarck Biombo is going to be signed as a replacement player for like twenty games because John Morant would be on the suspended list. How do you feel about him coming in, and what difference do you think that would make, and how would it help the Grizzlies? I I absolutely, I absolutely love it because I. And not because he's gonna be some type of world beater or or anything like that, but he can screen, he can rebound, and he can protect the front of the rim. And he allows Jerry to play his best position, which is a roamer. Mm-hmm. So, and that's all. That's all you can ask for somebody for twenty games. We're not asking him to be Hakeem Olajuwon Robinson. Hakeem <laughs> Olajuwon. <clears throat> we're not asking him to be a a a, a Montumbo either, but he he do you know for his career. One point four blocks. Listen, anybody you could put, and like I said, we just got through having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Anybody you can put next to Jerry that allows him to play his best position. And can take on some of that physicality. I'm all for it. Anybody that will take Jaron out of the position of picking up, you know, you know, fouls really, really quickly because of how important Jaron is to the team defensively. I'm all for it, and I think Biz McBiombo. I think he can add that to the team. You know, just you know, again, give it some time. 
Mm-hmm. Get, give it some time. And it's going to be okay. I, I think people have expectations of this team, and you have to kind of walk those expectations back until they have almost a full complement of players. And we don't want to have that really until, what, December or January, one of them. Right, and then um, in June, okay, so like, I remember, I don't know uh, what year it was. I, I just thought about something. When Jaron plays next against um, next to Brandon Clark. I know people said Brandon Clark, you know, too small for what's covered, but that man, his leaping ability. And I hope that comes back after he healed from his Achilles there. But I remember um, they had played Brooklyn. And I think it was fourth quarter. Jenkins unleashed Jaron and Brandon Clark. I think both of them played the whole quarter. And they shut down Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And I was just like, man. It's just like they threw a wall up both of them. I think both of them was guard multiple position. They was talking. And it's just like, that just amazed me so much when I saw them. Do you remember that game I'm talking about? It was okay. It's that's it's twenty twenty three right now. That mm-hmm. was twenty twenty one, I believe. Cause in that in that fourth quarter, mm-hmm. Jaron Jaron took on a play where he guarded both Tyree and Kevin Durant, and I think he blocked multiple shots during that time too. He, he did. He did. And like for me, I understand why people are antsy. Considering the expectations that the team have, mm-hmm. have not only for the, has not only for themselves, but we as a fan base. But once you once you take a a whole look at the picture and realize that three out of five, I'm not even counting Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark, mm-hmm. but three out of five people that are going to be integral parts of this rotation, they're not there right now. Exactly. So, so how can you really judge? How can you really judge this team after three games when you know this is not a finished product? Now, do you have do you have issues with with the play with the consistent consistent play of of your all star and you want to be all star? You absolutely do, but that's incumbent upon them to fix that mess, right? You, you know, you know, fix it. Are they gonna be on four, on five, or how? On six or on twenty five until y'all come back or whatever. I, I don't think it's gonna be on twenty five. Oh, I don't either. I don't. No, no, but it's just like I mean, they got a chance to beat Dallas on Monday. They got a chance to beat any team that who they play against. That's a chance there because it's just like it's not like they are sorry. They're not a sorry. They're not sorry for what they have right now. They have people on there that can take over games, but you know, it's just like it's a matter of the play calling. It matter it's a matter of aggressiveness or whatever. And I, I was going back to something that Candace uh said on the podcast last time, on our podcast. She said everybody's not gonna be a dog. You're not gonna have all dogs on the team. People are different in their own ways. And to me, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. or whatever, he's not going to be what people want him to be. 
He's going to be what he wants to be and what he wants to do or whatever. And then they and they, they always come out, he's soft. Where the hell he's soft at? Where is he soft at? He's not soft to me. And and people, what, what I mean, what you expect for him to do? You want him to, uh, he he's not like, you know, she was saying, they have Hall of Fame expectations for him, and that may that may not happen, or whatever. He he don't have to be the what what people want him to be, and people just don't understand that. Well, they gonna tell him so he's soft. He's far from soft, and I just ugh, I just don't like that at all. But he, he, here's the question then: if if Jaren if Jaren is not able to reach whatever potential people have for him then what does that say about the team then because if he is not able to play to a certain standard then the ceiling of this team as it's currently constituted is lowered right you know he's gonna and, get there he's gonna get there but it's just like i think the expectations because like the expectation i think is too high for people at this point, because I don't really give a crap about the rebounding and all this and that, because it's just like the way their plays are, or whatever. He probably not be in a position to rebound. Sometimes, if he's blocking a shot, it's up to the other players to grab the rebound. But you know what? I saw in one of the games he blocked a shot. He got his own rebound. I guess he said, "To hell with this! I mean, blocking these shot, y'all don't get the rebound." So. I don't know. It's just like he's still 24 years old. But I think it's going to click one day. He's ultra talented. He's a walking mismatch nightly. But it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I hate to say this. Maybe Taylor Jenkins is not the right coach for Jaron Jackson Jr. Don't say that too loud. They try to get on my head. <laughs> but I'm well, just saying, I, I'm just saying. Because like I like I like we were saying, every year, every year since Taylor Jenkins has been his coach, he keeps saying that we gotta do this for Jaron. We gotta do this. We gotta do this. The proof is in the pudding. Keep doing it. Because and 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 Jeremy had a good game Friday against the um Denver. He had a good game. He wasn't, you know, selling for threes or whatever. He went inside went inside mostly. He had 21 points led the team, but it wasn't a win. He didn't he did okay yesterday. Let's see how he's gonna match up with Dallas. But it's just like it's I think things are clicking with for him or whatever. And what I was surprised about that mid-range shot that he did last night. Who if he can have add that to his arsenal. If he can add that to his arsenal. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was, I was, I was too. It was a welcome sight to see. For me, expectations are, you know, expectations are good. That's what you get when you are the defensive player of the year. That's what you get when you're the starting center for the United States of America in the People World Championships. But he's not a there true is, center, though. <laughs> And and I understand it whether or not he's a, whether or not he's the true center. I'm not debating it. I believe he is a power forward, right? But but power forward or center 
there's a certain amount of aggressiveness that you have to play with. There's a certain amount of assertiveness that you have to play with. And there is an expectation with you making the money that you make that we can throw the ball to you mm-hmm. and you can make something happen. There's an expectation that when you go up against somebody on defense that you can stop them from making something happen for their team. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, those things to me are not unreasonable things. The mm-hmm. issue the issue is whether or not he can do it consistently. And it has been, he has not proven that he can do it consistently. And that's what's the most frustrating thing about watching Jerry. And that's why people be on his head so much. But he did it consistently last year. They they don't see that. You know why? He did because it consistently. He did it consistently last year. You know why they don't see that? Because it didn't result in a win. It wasn't enough. But I'm just and saying, when the Lakers start double seeming him and things of that nature, I mean, you know, I don't know. I just believe that the Grizzlies gave up the last game against the Lakers. How they they gave up. I think they was just like, I think they was just child. They said, Elfie, we ready for this season to be over because they went through so much. <laughs> so much last season. <laughs> Ooh, we. But. I I agree 100% with you. But it's just like, everything will be okay. It just has to translate to wins. And of course. Okay, right. of so course. how how you think um what are your prognosis for tomorrow night against the Dallas Mavericks? Baby, we gonna win. We gonna win. We not going we not going zero and eighty-two. So we, we at least gonna win one and please let it be up against Dallas. You know, I think I think Marcus Smart is gonna come out. I think he's gonna play a, a very good defensive game. I think Desmond Bain is going to do what he always does against Dallas, which is shoot them boys off the court, you know, for not drafting him. And I think Jaron is going to have a physical mismatch that is going to be is going to be imperative that the Grizz coaching staff and whoever is scouting the Dallas Mavericks take advantage of. It. So, who's going to guard Luca? And who's going to guard Kyrie? I think Marcus Smart will be guarding Luca, and I think Zaire is going to guard Kyrie. Kyrie. Or yeah, the other, or, so. the, or the other way around. It could be. It could be at times. It could be. Yeah. I I I think uh, Zaire has the length advantage over Luca, but Luca looks like he got about thirty five pounds on Zaire. Probably fifty, but that's another yeah. story. <laughs> that's that's he, another story. He he's he not twenty four years old. He he ain't been a thirty five. You ain't telling me yet. Yeah. So we you said Luca thirty five. <laughs> you said Luca thirty five. Is that what you said? Yeah, he got yes, he is. He got a full. Don't nobody have no full beard. Ain't no twenty one. What we doing? Twenty one. Yeah, he had a full beard at 21, talking about he turned pro. He turned pro when he was 14. Yeah, I know he did because he was already 18. 
You think they was cooking the books? <laughs> and, and, and was and is. Yeah, I, well, I, I certainly do. So, uh, who you think gonna be the star off the bench for tomorrow? Off the bench. Well, I, our bench is actually on the injury report. <laughs> <laughs> they are. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose again. Right. So, so do you think that? <laughs> and I don't think, want to though. Do you think Jenkins need to play Derrick Rose and Marcus Smart together more because it seems like that's a good lineup. You know what? I think he will because I think he discovered that it works. It, it really does. He discovered that it works and it allows Marcus Smart to play more to his strength, which is off the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and Derrick Rose already said, you know, this all cool and cute and everything, but baby, but I ain't come here to do all this shoe. I came here to get my hair done and do the little dance. And help that, Demetrius. That, that, that's not what he said. He said he didn't. He said he didn't come to do all the shooting. He want to get everybody else involved because he said he need to get his rhythm back. <laughs> okay, that's what he said. Well, he yeah, looked he nice. <laughs> he looked nice during the uh pregame warm up. So he maybe did. I was distracted. He did. He did. I said, "Oh, we somebody in the guy holding their head. Look at him." You said you he, he was distracted. <laughs> He said, "Look nice." I was like, "Okay, come on, Memphis Locticians." Yeah, but yeah, I, I just think I just think that they're gonna, you know, get it all together. Um, I, I just think that you know everybody need to keep a cool booty, as uh Tony Allen would say. Just pause, and then everything is, you know, like say for instance, what if they go on a three game winning streak? Then people gonna be saying, "Yeah, we win the championship." It's mm -hmm. like, like, like they say, "Don't get too high and don't get too low. Stay right in the middle." But fans just can't see that. But I do think that Jenkins needs to be better at writing up the plays that you know, doing the plays to have his stars be more efficient. And, and that's like, been the. Go that's ahead. why I like you. That's why I like you because you're smart. It's been the whole problem the last three years. It's just been a. It's just a different cast of players this year. Right. And, and then it's just like it's going through this. It's not like it's not like that. I don't like Jenkins. That's not the case. But I just wish Jenkins will use the talent that he has in the best way that he has. And that's not the case. It's not the case at all. He wants to be right. If he can find players that fits into his system, then he's right. The Grizzlies have a team full of specialists. That's what you said last time. They have a team full of specialists. But it's Do just they like, not? But it's just like I know other teams, but it's just like conti continuity. That's a good thing that teams have. You know, like Desmond Saint Bang said, 
uh, against um, New Orleans. He said that team has been together a long time. They have chemistry. They have the continuity. And then these last three games, you can see where the disconnect is, you know, with the players. It's not, you know, they still like each other. They still play hard. But with the turnovers and the other things, if they tighten on that up, tighten up on that a little bit, just a little bit more, they have a chance of winning. Like I said, they have they have a chance to win these games. They came back or whatever, but it's just like the execution down the stretch, it wasn't there. Like you said, they have been better with the half court offense or whatever. Uh game one, they didn't do good in transition points. Game two, you know, they did good in transition points. But I don't I didn't even look at the transition points in game three. But in game three, they was down 25 points. They still came back and they could could have basically won that game. Because the Wizards, you know, they just I, I don't know. They they hadn't been together either. You know, I think didn't they say that it was like only two or three of the players that's on the Wizards now that was there last year? Right. The you know, last games, the Wizards were wizardy. Yeah. You know, they were letting the, the they were letting the Grizzlies back into the game. But you brought up a you brought up an excellent point that I think through these first twenty five games, we're gonna con- continue to see them grow the chemistry and develop continuity. Mm-hmm. They run that they run that play for Zaire, you know, to come down the lane and get the dunk. That play has worked almost every time that they have run it. All right. You know, and it, it's another example of putting Zaire, who is growing into an excellent slasher, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a position to make decisions that make him more efficient and effective within the function of the offense. Mm-hmm. So off of that, off of that same action later in the game, when Zaire flashed to the middle of the zone. He was able to find Jaron over in the corner for right. over three mm-hmm. when the Grizzlies were down 25 to cut it to a 22-point lead. And after that, that's when the run started. Like, do the, do the small things that will eventually lead up to a victory. And once you get an opportunity to get your full set of players back, then we can see what we're working with. Yeah, and I think, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be, I think they're going to be good, but it's just like patience. We got to continue to keep preaching patience. They're going to figure it out. And then, like you said, with Bane, now it's just like he's the number one on offense right now. And then teams are, you know, scouting that. They know, and it's frustrating him. And it's just like I think that it's just too much for him right now at this point. But I know people saying, you know, he making all that money, but it's just something he has to get used to. Because you know what? John Morant, Ty Jones not on that floor with him. He got to step up and do what he needs to do. He's not been, you know, bad per se, but his shooting stroke is going to come back. Everything, he going to be down your days again. But some of those shots he made last night, I was like, damn, how did he do that? And, and here's the thing. That's why you want them to continue to play because Desmond right. Bain, Desmond Bain being an important part of the offense 
this is not the first time that a team has decided, you know what, we got we not gonna let Desmond Bain score. Mm-hmm. We gonna we gonna worry about everybody else around Desmond Bain because we know Desmond Bain can shoot from three and kill him. Mm-hmm. But but can Demetrius do it? And by the way, he will not be called Ja from me until he shows me he wants to be Ja. One word, one word names are reserved for superstars. Demetrius, show me what you got if you want me to call you that other guy. They've right been calling that, that name Ja before he got in the NBA. Come on, girl. Nah, 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 nah. I, I can't get, I can't get him. Yeah, Come that's on. what they. They've been calling him job before he got in the NBA. They've been okay. I'ma say this. For me, I love what's going on. So as it it causes conversation mm-hmm. around the team. And as long as they can stay together, they're gonna be fine. And when when Tomitris come back, Ja come back, <laughs> uh hopefully he can see. That man, not only did we miss you, my guy, we really we need, need you. you. Right. Yeah, we we need you. We don't want him to feel like all jokes aside, we don't want him to feel like he feels like needed. oh He's man. Not needed. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh man, I came back and in, in, in my team lost. Nah, we now, need your energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we need your energy. We need that infectious fun while you play basketball. We need your speed and we need your killer mm-hmm. instinct. Right. Because you can see some, you know, like you see some of the things like when they can't score or whatever, when Ja is out there, he can run down there, get them a bucket real fast, and that starts to come back. And then it's just like they just got to get used to playing without him for these 25 games. Well, when he come back, Ja got something to prove. He gonna have something to prove, and then it's just like his teammates just need to be with him, and they have something to prove as well. Because it just seems like when people count them out, he just put a chip on their shoulder. Oh uh, hell, they were like, okay, go ahead and count us out. But I do like after the game and whatever I saw on his Instagram, he had posted a picture that says "Back to the Grind." He's there with them, and I know he probably had a talk with them, you know, after you know, the game and everything. I'm glad that he's there with them or whatever. They can still talk to him. He's still practicing all that, but they just got to get everything together. So, Harry, next three games. So, you said they're going to beat um, Dallas. Um, Who they play after that? I know. I got the book. You know what? I haven't been abreast on the schedule uh, like I used I think to. It's, I think it's Portland. Oh yeah, they'll beat them. I think they played Portland twice on November the third and the fifth. Okay. Ooh, I'm gonna be out of town that game. And then um on the fifth. Okay. Yeah, they'll beat Portland. I think they'll be winning yeah. those two games. We going three and oh. You know, we, we gonna end up this little Stretch three and three, and mm-hmm. then everybody, everybody can take a deep breath and come back to their senses, and oh, then I, we'll be, go we're gonna be okay. We're and gonna then, be okay. And then look, you know what? I sure been counting down, counting down to job. You've been doing Man, that countdown. It, it, 
everybody been counted down the job. My own doggone grandmama don't even watch basketball, and she know who John Moran is. Everybody, everybody knows who John Moran is. He's a superstar. He's a superstar. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, th I think and, everything's gonna be all right. It's it's gonna be fine. And like I was telling them last night in the space, you know what? I understand the pressure that's on on Jared and on on Desmond. Mm -hmm. But but understand them boys on their on the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we got one. We got one of the baddest boys in the in the association. Right. So just just, just don't let go of the rope. Wh whatever you might feel about whoever, when twelve step on that floor, he makes everybody better. Exactly. He she, he sure does. Everybody, everybody better. And then shoot, man, I was thinking if uh Luke Kennard and uh Sansi was there. We want we'll be having a different conversation. Just need them two to come back, cause you know what? When them come back, we gonna be seeing Jacob Larabi. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop talking bad about Jake. Jake, Jake be trying. <laughs> Jake, 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 fine. He just plays in the office that's predicated on one on one. Right, Jake. And Jake, he, it, he can't do it. We love you, Jake. You had boo, but now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need to stop. Look, we need to stop talking bad about Jake. We stop talking bad about Jake. But I'm not gonna stop talking bad about Jenkins. Come on, man. You 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 gotta get out of your own head. You gotta get out of your own head and and make this you know your players better. You got you got to draw our plays for Jaron Jackson Jr. Draw our places for uh, Zaria Williams. Do that. Do that, do that, and this team will be fine. We also need, we also need Jaron to be more aggressive, and we need Bain to be more aggressive. What, what's the, the issue? issue? Is the issue is can he though? Can because when you so much, you know, can can Jenkins motivate them and motivate himself enough to get out of his own way? I think he can. I, I think he can. Now, I'm not going to give up on coach just yet. Even though I said earlier, is Jenkins the right coach for Jenkins? I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up on him yet. Because we can see last year, like I said, when Ja was out, Jaron stepped up. I can say Jaron really stepped up. That's how he had a career high 18 some points game. That's how he did that. He stepped up. But, you know, it's just like when he actually, when Jenkins actually do that, and then I like, you know, like I said, game two, they did not win. But that was a good Jaren game. A really good Jaren game. Where he took two mm -hmm. threes, made both of them, but all the rest of his shots, he was 7-10 seven, seven in the restricted area. 7-10. Them the shots you were, take. Right. If you remember, that's what that's what had everybody smiling from ear to ear during Jaron's rookie year. I know it seemed like so long ago, but Jaron was one of the more efficient players during his rookie year because of where he predominantly played in the post. If he could get back to doing that and shooting the 36% from three, 
like he did last year. Oh, we good money. Right. But yeah, I'm just I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's I don't know. don't we now what we gonna do? We ain't gonna let them get to you too now. No, 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 I'm saying that, but it's just like I just want Jaron to be the player that he can be in spite of Jenkins. In spite yeah, of that. I, I I think he I think he will. And again, I'm going to keep on saying this. Jaron knows what he's doing. He's been a pro athlete since he was 17 years old. He ain't. He's not new to this. There is going to take some time. Uh, and I know people don't have much patience with Jaron's game. But he's going to be there when the Grizzlies need him to be. And that's all that matters. Right. And then it's just like, and then, hey, if he's just a, a consistent defensive player, I'm still fine with that. I'm still fine with that. If he's just going to be this dominant defensive player, I'm fine with that. Then, then my question becomes, is he going to have enough offensively, consistently enough, to take this team to another level. Well, that's that's what we're gonna see. Because, like, you know, Ja is the uh quarterback on offense. Jaron is the quarterback on defense. But we just I mean, it's just like I know you need like two or three dominant players, but you know what? Defense win championships. And having a good bench helps that. We just need Jaron and Bane and Ja all to click at the same time consistently. Can and that you know what? You know what would help that if Jaron, Bane, and Ja were all playing at the same time. At the and, same time. And, yes, ma'am. Come on, shout out, Future. Because he said it first. Um, one of the underlying things that nobody is talking about is the fact that, again, John Morant is unavailable. Now, I'm not... I'm, I am a John Morant fan. But it is not lost on me that, again, because of Things that had nothing to do with basketball. Mm -hmm. He is unavailable. And again, it's stunning the growth of this team. Because you can't tell me Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose is better than John Morant and Marcus Smart. And bang. Ain't no way. All right. Yeah. So... <sighs> yeah, I know. It's the decisions that he made affected not only himself, his family, also right. affected his teammates. Right. And I, I'm I'm not I'm not harping on it because mm -hmm. I want to beat the young man up, not at all. Right. But you know, to to be a good co-worker in any profession that you have, 
you have to be be dependable. Mm-hmm. And if you're not dependable, then I don't know what you're gonna do. I'm not sure. Even even when you do show up for work, you do an exemplary job. But when you're not there, then that's when I notice how much you are missing, mm-hmm. how much value you actually offer to the team. And this ain't this ain't just about basketball. This about life and anything right. that you do. Right. So just, that that go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to cut you that, off, but I no, no. That that's that's the most that's the thing that got me like, oh man, we really could be doing so. The conversation would be totally different mm-hmm. if he were he were in this spot. You see what I'm saying? I know, but it's just like, I I mean, it's just like, you don't want to harp on the things that, you know, he's going through, but you, you got to know, he feels absolutely, yeah, absolutely, he wants to be out there, huh? I I totally agree with you, what I'm saying, I'm saying it because the, the, the main is the truth, Mm-hmm. you can't, you can't, Put it no other type of way, right? So that that's why I want to see him go out there because the joy that he finds with playing basketball is the reason why everybody likes to watch him play basketball. He said to himself, "The basketball court is his safe place." So get out there and play your best, do your best, and be that killer for your team, for yourself, and your family, son. Because we all root for you, really. Right. I mean, it's, I love it's, that. You mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's got to be affecting, you know, affecting him, like, emotionally. I messed up. And then my teammates, you know, they suffering, whatever. But I just want job to get himself together where he can come out there and be the best teammate he can be. Be the best man that he can be. Not saying that Jaw is a bad person. That's far far as from that. But you know, it's just like he has some things going on, and hopefully, you know, everything is corrected where he can just get on that floor, play basketball, and don't listen to all the noise. Because you know, you his, know te- you, his teammates need him seriously. You know, they need him. you know the the one thing that I love about this city is that we don't care where you come from. If you show us love, we're going to protect you with the inch of our life. And when he step back on that court, we're going to encircle him and we're going to love him like he our nephew, like he our brother, like he our uncle. You know what? And it, it, and for me, it's, it has nothing to do with the fact that he plays for the Memphis Grizzlies. It's because he's a young man who needs that? Exactly. You know, and that's simple as that. The fact that you could put, the fact that he could put a ball through a hoop, it don't matter to me. Is he happy with himself and his life after those lights go out? Right. And you then know, we just, we just don't know what it. people, we don't know what people are going through. Just because, it, just because, just because you have money, that doesn't mean you don't have problems. Money, okay. money don't solve everything. It really okay. don't. People think it does, but it don't. 
you really you really spitting right now. I feel like playing more money, more problems right now. I think I'm gonna have to go on hit hit that one time before the night over with. Yeah, just because you said it. Just because you have money, that don't that don't mean you won't have problems. And sometimes money exacerbates your problems. Because you have money, it causes more problems upon problems upon problems. And then you use everything, you try to use that money to fix it. But if something going on inside you, that money gonna make it worse. But people that, just think that's... people just think, well, they got millions of dollars, they blah blah this blah that. But at, at the end of the day, they are still people, and they have the and same that's... they have the same problem like we ha we have. They have they you suffer from mental, right. they suffer some of them suffer from mental illness. Uh, some of them suffer from emotional problems. Some some of them drinking. Some of them have low self esteem. All this and that. They are different because, like, when they get on the floor, they playing that basketball. They be up for that, but when they don't have basketball, they have to find something else to do to keep them happy. But at the end of the day, we got to see that they are human, just like all of us, and they struggle with some of the things that we struggle with. Baby, they, when he they, started, they lights might not get cut off, right? But some of them lights get cut off too. Yeah, well, people, some of them, yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 like, for real? Because some of them, like some of them, file for bankruptcy. Some of them do this and that. We have seen the stories down through the years, right? So me, the the theme of this whole season is trust the process. Trust the process of John Morant um, ever evolving because he's not a finished product as a young man. Trust mm -hmm. the process of, of you know, um, Taylor Jenkins learning from his mistakes. Trust the process of this team continuing to build continuity that will hopefully lead to a long playoff run. Everybody just chill, man. We 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 gotta chill and stop being so spoiled, you know. You know, championship teams aren't built in three games, and we gotta understand it. Right. And then championships team, it can't be built without your best player. It just can't happen. Uh, appar apparently, and again, I think that's where. You hope Ja comes back and he just go he just go both feet in and be like, baby, this my team. Right. This my team. Jerry, you get over here, I'ma throw the ball to your hand and you take care of your business, my guy. Bang, you come off these pin downs and I'ma hit you right in your shooting pocket. And Marcus Smart, you come out the bitch as a six man that that might be wishful thinking, but that's just me. Why would you want Marcus Smart to come off the bench? Because I believe he offers I believe he offers what Tyus Jones offers, except for he's better on the defensive end. He's that change of pace that mm -hmm. I think once you put it up, he's that juxtaposition of what Ja Morant is. Mm -hmm. You know, Ja Morant is a hundred miles foul. You can't you can't stay in front of him. But um Marcus Smart is very good at running a half-court offense. 
And also something that Tyus Jones struggled with was his ability to penetrate and get others involved. Even, even when the Grizzlies have lost these three games, the one thing that has been consistent about Marcus Smart is his ability to penetrate and find open shooters on the wing. And the Grizzlies are going to need a point of attack defender on that second unit. And then, too, what nobody is saying, Zaire and Ja actually play very, very well together. Okay? Right. And then we see that Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose play good together. So having them two come off the bench probably be something, but I doubt that they bring Marcus Smart off the bench. Now what I what I'ma say what I'ma say a lot of people who might listen to this podcast, they might not like it. But I want people to treat Derrick Rose like the fire alarm at school. Do not break in case of emergency. <laughs> like 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 play him. Yes, these first 25 games, play him. Why? Because he is needed. But from 26 to 82, don't wear Derrick Rose down. I know everybody won't see him dunk like he in 2008. Baby, Derrick Rose knees is worse than mine. He even said to himself he can't even bend his knees, you know, like he used to before he got hurt. So utilize him in smart ways. Don't try to run him into the ground. Yeah. Let and then, Mark, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let 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 Marcus Smart let Marcus Smart do that. Let let the, him and Bismack Biombo really um use Bismack right now, and it, hopefully the Grizzlies go out and make another move, another small move around the edges, and and let's roll this thing up the way it's supposed to be. So if they do do a move, who you think they should move? Uh. Me and my guy Chris from the No Bluffing podcast, we talking about it. Uh, somebody, a big, a big guy who can't shoot free throws, just like Steve Adams, Andre Drummond, but he can rebound the miss out of the ball. So you think Andre and, Drummond should be the starting center? Uh, I think, I think it should be Xavier Tillman still. Like if it were me, it'll be Ja, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain. No, Ja, yeah, Ja, Marcus Smart, Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard. And I also want, if Chicago has a fire sale, I think the Grizzlies should go after Patrick Williams Jr. Okay, I like that. A 6'8", 6'9", defensive three that can do everything on the, on the floor. And he can also guard some fours. In small ball lineups. Then you got Z8. Then you got Patrick Williams Jr. coming out of the bench. Then you got Jaron and Sunday. And then you got X and Andre Drummond. That's a strong 10-man rotation to me. And then you could get you could get rid of Junior. And I know people not gonna like it. Get rid of Junior because they're not playing him. Get rid of LaRavia and Roddy in a first round pick. And let's roll. Like shout out to Chris, by the way. You want you want them to keep contract? You you know what? Don't know about them on John contract, but the contracts and that's us. <laughs> you know, you know. 
I don't want him. I don't want him personally because I already thought he gonna play two good games and ten bad ones. Two more good games and ten bad ones. Like plus and minus don't mean anything to me. When look, you out there look, on the floor, look, you gonna put some respect on John Carter's name. That's what I, I need man, you to do. When, when put I some respect you, I on look, his name. Put some respect on his name. You, I can't do it. I ain't even gonna hold. I love John Contra. I really do. I just thought, you know, I would rather David Roddy have their role. Let me say this. I don't think John Contra is a bad player. Mm-hmm. I just think I just think his value for for what the Grizzlies need in order to be a championship level consistent championship level contender is too much. Like I would rather David Roddy have their role. Mm-hmm. I think the role that John Contrar is playing is perfect for David Roddy. Mm-hmm. But because David Roddy is slow, it's all outdoors, he can't do it. Because mm-hmm. the one thing the one thing John Contrar is going to do, John Contrar is going to get out there and hustle, and he's going to be able to stay in front of his man on defense. And and I can't take that away from that man. But I love him. I love him though. You know, I love him. I just think he's slow. You think he's slow? Slow cabbage slow. Pain's barbecue slow. <laughs> Pain's so, barbecue. You so crazy. You got that you got that comedic timing or whatever. Barbecue slow. Well, I appreciate you coming appreciate- on here with with me. You, you got me laughing already. You just look. Do you write the jokes yourself, or they just come in your head? How how they happen? <laughs> now, it, you know what it is. It's growing. It's growing up with a bunch of just funny ladies. Funny I'm ladies. Not even funny. A fun- yeah, I'm not even a funny. You not even a funny one. I'm not even a funny one, baby, because if my granny, if my grandmama had a Twitter, she'll blow it up. Sure, I, I feel the same way. Cause uh I got one sister, my older sister. Oh my god. That girl, she had had you laugh, and then I got this one younger sister. They just, I mean, I think they need their own reality show, baby. <laughs> they just have you laughing all the time. And God rest, I, God rest her soul. My oldest sister, she was the funniest of all. Child, yeah. that girl's head was left so hard. She just like, crazy. That's what I tell people on Twitter. I said, man, I say there is nothing a fan, another person from another fan base or the Grizzly fan base can say to me because if y'all really understood how I grew up, could nobody check me like my sister checked me and, and what? <laughs> <laughs> if, if I survive that, I can survive anything. You can survive anything. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm not I'm not stunned about what y'all say on this on this internet. I just like to talk about basketball with people like yourself that really, really love and understand the game and love this city. Right. Right. Yeah. Gotta say that. Well, thank yeah. you for coming on with me. I really enjoyed talking to you. We got to make this a weekly thing, girl. We got to. We got to. Listen, they ain't really ready. They ain't really ready for these women to have, have their spot. Make room. Make, make room. room or we gonna be a, make room or we going to be on the whole house. 
We busting the dough down. We gonna bust the dough down. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for coming on with me. Look, talk to you next time. We got look. We got to do some next week too. Holla. A- absolutely. I talk to you. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.